1: Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny show. Thank you so much for joining us. Joining me today is Travis. Ma And Brian Malkowitz. C-Team. Thank you so much for joining us. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about, you know, the new hunt content. We're going to be talking about uh, problems that a lot of people have been encountering, some of the, the quick fixes that they've been making. And PvP versus PvE is definitely going to be a talking point.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Travis, you're on our review for IGN. What have you yeah. been liking, and what it, like? What's just your take right now? We're we're about two weeks out from launch. H- how are you feeling about the game?
2: I'm feeling okay. Uh, obviously, there's been some stumbling blocks with all of the glitches and imbalances and stuff, and maybe they needed more time to QA. But yeah, they've they've had to sort of uh, move quickly uh, in, in in this past week. Um, but yeah, on, on the whole my main thought is just like with shadow keep, it's sort of a small amount of content and it seems like they're going to be relying very heavily on season pass content for the next year. Um, I know there was talk of like whether the shadow keep year was their equivalent of rise of iron, you know, where it was going to be kind of a lighter year while they built something huge. Um, and now it seems like maybe this is the year that they do that. So, um, yeah, it, it's, a. Uh, it, 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 it is solid content. And I talk about that in my review in progress that like what is there is really good. It's just that once you're done with the main story, uh, once you've done some of the end game stuff, uh, the only thing left to do is do it on all three characters and then keep grinding for power. Um, and we'll see how the raid changes that obviously. Um, I thought this, the season of the hunt stuff uh, that they did this week was really cool probably some of my favorite uh, season pass content. Of course, that's not going to be a part of my review of Beyond Light because it is a separate piece of content. Uh, but but it's still a very... I, I think that that is a, a reason to log
1: back on for sure after all of the Beyond Light content um, burns off. Brian, you were busy last week. I'd love to hear just your sort of uh, overall thoughts about this expansion and how you're doing with the game. I think we're... Uh, I don't know. 10, 12 days past launch, it's been a week, so seven. It's Friday, about 10 Mm -hmm. days, 11 days. I'm bad at math, Yes, the point.
0: (laughs) I was was busy very much last week, but that did not stop me from punishing myself and losing a lot of sleep in order to make sure that I am raid ready tomorrow. Um, But yeah, like Travis said, I'm I'm okay with the expansion. It's good. my first note is that I'm glad the 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 campaign ending didn't end so abruptly. It felt like the campaign was over when I don't want to say credits rolled because the credits don't roll on campaigns after expansions. But um, yeah, it felt like there was a good conclusion to Aramis's story. Um, so that you know that's something over Shadowkeep had. We know we we've talked about it a bunch. Where when Shadowkeep ended, we were kind of just like. You know, well, what was that? But, um, yeah, so, but on the the note of the Wrathborn hunts, like also like Travis said, it's fun, but I don't know how long that can be fun for, right? Because at this point, if you've played enough of it, you've done pretty much all the Wrathborn hunts, and now you're kind of just looping those same, like, three or four boss hunts that you're doing um, for loot. So I don't see the longevity in that. Lasting until February, I think, is when the season ends. Um, so we'll see as it plays out. I'm not sure yet because obviously they still have a bunch to trickle out over the next few weeks.
1: Yeah, um, I've been really struggling with this expansion personally, and uh, I sort of hinted at it uh, during the show. I mean, I-, I think it first really bothered me when they disabled the last sector and just didn't activate a different one. So that was bad. Yeah. I-, I believe Glad. Or somebody told Glad how to like do it really quickly. So how many people is that going to affect, really? If they're able to play at that level and be able to do that, okay, that's fine. But they just disabled it for everybody else. They didn't reactivate another 1050. So I had to wait several days until a different loss sector came at 1050 and I was able to get my gauntlets. And now- 1250. Uh, 1250, sorry. Yeah. And then uh, the other ones are 1280. Uh, so I will say this about the loss. That was really frustrating. Separately, the Mm -hmm. pinnacle issue came up again. That has happened two expansions now, maybe three. And it's just like, that is one of the main things that that hardcore players are going for. They're going to hit the power cap. And the fact that you... It seems to me like they have the ability to auto-complete those things. It seems like just something that should be on their checklist. And I don't understand how it's not been identified. Because this is like the third time it's happened. This is the third time it's happened, right? This should just be on their checklist of things to test. And that's incredibly frustrating when you're grinding for power and you're just brought to a halt. They're like, oh, not a lot of players are here. Well, okay, you're willing to remove a lost sector, something a lot of players aren't at, but <laughs> you're not concerned about the pinnacle thing. It's just just messaging-wise, that, that just really hit me the wrong way. I really like the 1250 lost sectors. I think they're in a really good spot difficulty-wise. The mm-hmm. 1280s why are you putting attrition on? Attrition is just a horrible modifier where, okay, I got hit once. Now I need to chill for a minute. You just have to chill it for a minute. And then then let's talk about stasis and PVP. You have a hunter grenade that can literally seek you and freeze you. You're frozen for four seconds. And then you break out. There's a breakout animation that is adding on to the time that you cannot react to anything. And that's the main crux of of my problems with PvP. To adjust that partially, they've nerfed the Warlock stasis abilities to the point that it's basically unusable in PvE. Now, we've talked a lot about balancing things differently. I have no problem with them balancing PvP separately for PvE. And I'm... Like, I, I just... I'm having a miserable time in PvP. That sucks. And we didn't even talk about the sniper rifles, or I haven't even brought up the sniper rifles. There's a piece of code that you can go in and modify one of the text files. It's it's like mouse smoothing or something about the mouse. You set it from one to zero, and it large it partially corrects the issue. But sniping just feels awful now. I don't know what mm. they did to sniping specifically. Well, but the old it doesn't the feel. It doesn't
0: feel. The zoom, that yeah, they changed, right? It just they they kind of just mess with that whole thing. But I get what you're saying, man. Like the the I, w- I was just talking about earlier, the problem with Nova Warp, right? They it was overpowered in PvP, then they nerfed it, and then it affects how you play it in PVE, which is just like an unacceptable reaction to how things are going, right? It's like the PVE, like 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 we'll, we'll lay it on the table. PVE is Destiny, right? pve that's what that's what everybody comes for it's it's for the pve and if you're a pvp main that's fine but like most of of destiny and most of what people are here for are playing that pve content so when when they nerf things that are in that are you know reactionary to what's going on in pvp it largely affects the majority of the game and how the way people are playing it in the relevant content so it's like they shouldn't be in I don't know how is you know we're in what year seven of destiny and we're still we're still in that loop of like hey this is kind of just negatively affecting pvp and buddy's like oh okay then they take the scale you know the the slider bar and they scale it down and it just affects it throughout the rest of the game and it's like that that is not how we should be that that's not how it should happen right it's like it, it just feels bad when you you know you have this cool these cool abilities the community you know, just is largely affected by it. They hate it and Bungie nerfs it in PVP, but it affects PVP. So you don't want to play it anymore because, you know, it's the subclass is not even two weeks old. And it's like, I don't really want to play it that much anymore because of these nerfs. It sucks. Yeah. I, I don't think any of the
1: light classes are really even viable in PVP. If you don't have a freeze grenade or don't have some sort of freeze ability, basically I pop my super as Arc Staff and I get frozen and I'm out of my super.
0: Mm-hmm. What are I mean you doing do thunder it. <laughs> thundercrash, thundercrash, right? If you go through yeah. somebody, you if you go air. through, you know, if you just go like, there's anything, your super. It's gone. Thundercrash, you're frozen in midair, and then you're just like,
1: and it doesn't even cost the super to cancel it. Like the, the worst yeah. suppression.
0: It's the worse ro- than suppression.
1: The rock paper scissors thing has always yeah. been okay. You have a super. Well, I can hunter tether you, or I can uh, boop you to shut you out of it. But it's high risk, high reward, right? Now it's mm-hmm. I'll just throw a grenade. Yeah, And you're just out of your super or you're just done. And it's it's just a huge bummer. And the Lost Sector thing really bugged me because how many people were doing that? I don't know you would call it, a glitch or whatever. You could apparently kill one of the champions and then kill the final boss, but you still had to do things to complete it, right? There was about 12 hours left in that Lost Sector. Maybe 100 people were able to play at that level and accomplish that and survive, but they just took it away. Just to take stuff away like that is just a mm. bizarre decision to me. Because one or ten streamers are able to do it, I'm just like, okay, so I don't get to do it legitimately now, even in another lost yeah. sector. It was just such a, yeah. a reactionary decision that uh, that's the was biggest really surprise right? to me. Is yeah. the, and can I can I say something? Yeah, yeah go. go ahead. No. no, no, I was gonna say about about the,
2: warlock, <laughs> about, the war, <laughs> about the warlock, about uh, the war, about the warlock nerf. I don't even think that that was a response to PvP. I think the it warlock was nerf? a response. I don't. Yeah,
0: I think it was. No, for that the was raid. that was the burst. That was the burst, right? The big like infinite like burst that just did a high amount of damage. Like, yeah, that that's fine. But I mean, like, we're talking about like the melee range and all that stuff. You know, that. Was oh yeah, that that stuff probably burst, was for PvP. Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm talking about the super specifically. I think yeah, that yeah, got nerfed sure. because people were finding exploits that could get through. Yeah. Uh, shield immune phases in in yeah, raids that stuff and stuff was, like that's that. That's
0: fine and stuff like that. But I'm talking about like like I said, like the nerf of the melee. And yeah. the the duration of the super right, they cut mm-hmm. they just they cut it pretty badly. Like that stuff, you know, is outside of the outside of the damage exploits that people are finding. Which I, the damage exploit, yes, that needed to go right. That would have absolutely broken the the ray race for sure. So I mean, that's I think the duration
2: right. was part of it too. The
0: duration it, of if it was then fine. I'm not sure about, but if it was and that's fine because that, that glitch needs that glitch needed to go. That's yeah. like you know objectives. So. But,
2: but but anyway, my point is that. Is that exactly what Destin's saying, right? Like they responded to streamers sort of finding exploits, and mm-hmm. they're patching an entire community of players around that. And I think that the Warlock uh, mm-hmm. situation is in the same vein as uh, the 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 stuff that they're doing with the Lost Sectors and the other things that they've sort of like taken out of the game. Abruptly, I think it's just they're seeing stuff online and they're they're trying to be super reactive. And mm-hmm. if you're not uh, the top one percent of one percent of Destiny players like us who are keeping track of this thing, you're just probably confused about what's going on. You're getting all these messages every time you log into Destiny and it's saying like, "Hey, this thing was taken down," or "Hey, this is you know, unavailable." Like the like strike like has been removed. Like, what the hell is Wither Horde? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's just very strange. It's just very strange.
1: Yeah. Um. Moving on. Uh, how do you guys feel about the lost sectors? I do like the I do like the twelve fifty. I feel like twelve eighty is just a little a little. I haven't even tried twelve eighty. Nuts. Um, yeah. Uh, to the point that it's not fun. I feel like twelve fifty. Like you can make a build or whatever. The the teleportation thing on on um, the overload enemies is like, mm-hmm. geez, they're teleporting like yeah, inside but... of walls and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But lost sectors. Let's let's talk about lost sectors. I really, really like where they're at with ten fifties. I feel like that's or twelve fifties. That's in a really, really good place. Uh, the twelve eighties, stop taking away shield regeneration. <laughs> like it's just I hate that modifier. That modifier in any game is just dumb because what it what it results is from a player is okay, I got hit once. I either need to make a build around health regeneration, like a warlock well or Mm -hmm. i can't do anything i just have to sit here and wait for your attrition modifier to allow me to heal and i think that's a really negative player experience now yep yeah anyway that's my thought on lost sectors what about you guys what do you think
2: i think they're good i don't think that they're a like super compelling end game activity to be honest because uh, they they were leaning on Lost Sectors really heavily even during the campaign. Some of the endgame quests have you go to Lost Sectors in order to uh, you know do some do some of the stuff that's like post campaign. And now they're treating it like it's a replacement for you know the the new Nightfall Ordeal Strike since there's not really any new strikes in the game, right? Um, that that's my concern with it is like how how many times am I going to be expected to run these Lost Sectors? Because before I guess it's just, it's reminding me a lot of uh, faction rallies, you know, where mm-hmm. they were like, oh, Lost Sectors are popular. Let's like lean into those, right? And they've done it with bounties in the past. Hey, people really liked uh, doing bounties. Let's just make everything a bounty in Destiny. And, it, and to me, it's, it's not solving the main problem, which is that like, we probably need more content if this is a game that Bungie wants us to play every single day for a year. Um, and, and the amount that we got in Beyond Light is pretty minimal.
1: Well, let me, let, yeah, I agree with that. Let me, let me ask you a follow-up question to the, your Lost Sector take. Um, how do you feel about the fact that there is a guaranteed Exotic drop behind them? I, I personally, I like that. Um, I do too. I, like, I, 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 yeah.
2: I think, I think Exotic should be behind like compelling end game activities. I don't know if a Lost Sector is the right one, uh, especially since they're, Saying that, I think to get the exotic, you have to do it solo, right? Which that mm-hmm. seems kind of weird that they're they're gating an exotic behind a solo activity. But well,
0: uh, I mean, like to to defend that, like if you're doing a 1250 with three people, it's a joke.
2: Oh yeah, it would be um, easy.
0: Sure. And I I just wanted to. the thing is, like if you're doing a 1250, the god exotic isn't guaranteed because it took me five tries to get an exotic for the for the new warlock uh, necrotic grips. The five, that five to eight is the average that I've been seeing online. Um, yeah, yeah. I th- I don't know about twelve eighty. Twelve eighty might be if you're solo, um, because I haven't I haven't it's touched not, 20, you know twelve eighty. So twelve eighty is
1: not twelve eighty is not guaranteed. I believe it says high.
0: Yeah, but yeah, it took me five tries on a twelve fifty <laughs> to get the new <sighs> warlock arms, which are fun by the way. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to very use fun. them with thorn. It's really cool, um, and I feel bad for other classes that don't that aren't able to to have that effect, but. Um, yeah, I it's it the thing with the with the legend or master law sectors is like I don't know what their longevity is, right? Because I did the twelve fifty until I got the new warlock arms and then I stopped. Because I got what I wanted. I got what I wanted from there. It's it's those alarms that now first thing I want to do is go use them and I had zero incentive or want to go do them because if you're not getting an exotic drop from completing it, you're getting basically the same rewards from doing a normal loss sector, right? You get three, if you're on Europa, you get three of the here always in a blue. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not that I, I you know, I don't want to tell them to, to make it an exotic drop each time you complete it, just because I thought that might be a little bit broken, but, you know, going into a solo lost sector and repeating that over and over and over again. And just, especially when there's like, I think what one or two, pieces of armor in that loot pool i don't know it just it's this is not something that i think i want to loop over and over again
1: i i personally i really like that there's storytelling in the lost sectors i think they've dramatically mm-hmm. improved them from what they were we had no reason to run them in the past except we're going for what the the shotgun catalyst <laughs> during during yeah. that particular expansion
0: uh oh uh, fourth horseman
1: yeah fourth horseman uh i i like this actually um I like the 1250. I like that you have to do it a few times to get the exotic. It's sort of like a fun puzzle, figuring out your build and everything. I just feel like mm-hmm. the 1280s are just a little too much with some of the modifiers. It's it's like, if I'm having trouble with it, how the hell is somebody who isn't a no-life Destiny player <laughs> going to just run through that? And I'm sure I'm going to get called a casual or whatever in the comments, but... I think like 120,000 people are playing this game right now on Steam, right? Or at least they were at launch. You've made this 1280 loss sector. When are people going to do that? Are you going to do that in February? Is that is that like what the original concept would be? How many people are going to act? How many people actually play that much to get their season pass up to 100, right? And get their Oops. artifact power. Artifact I'm power.
0: high What? I said I'm at 110 yeah did did
1: you do the bounty farm I did did.
0: sorry go ahead continue Sorry, sorry.
1: but Um. yeah so I'm just like they're making these decisions based on the 1% of players what about the 100,000 other players and that's the insane thing to me I'm just like even the 1250s are probably going to be a lot for them at least they can probably get to the 1250s because blues will get you to 1250 right but
0: 1280 I don't who's going to play that you got to make the hardcore happy man it's like those those are the people who are spending the money at the eververse god damn it I feel like. <laughs> uh travis what are what are your thoughts
1: anything
2: uh yeah i mean that that's i i think you're you're right it's like it's a very bizarre uh way that they seem to be sort of they're almost moving like too quickly rather than letting these things sort of like vet themselves out right Mm -hmm. in some ways that's good i'm sure the the raid is probably going to go more smoothly now that some like for example the warlock exploit is out of the game um but for some of these especially yeah i did but for some of these especially like the uh the change the lost sector it's a little bit odd Mm
1: -hmm. uh brian you actually brought up a good talking point Let's talk about exotics for a little bit. So I've only had a chance to get the arms, but Necrotic Grip is incredibly fun. The, the Titan arms are really, really fun. And I haven't messed around with the Hunter arms yet, but uh, I do have those too. The, the Titan Overshield Barricade or whatever <laughs> they want to call it is um, awesome. It's really. really, really awesome. You're a Titan main, Travis. What, what are your thoughts on these exotics and how are you feeling about them?
2: Yeah, I'm really excited that the Titans basically got a replacement for their barrier because the barrier's kind of useless now that anybody can use ice walls whenever they you want. Just take you know? it with like, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wrap uh it so, around so, like so, a blanket. Exactly. It's a barrier that you get to wear. Um so yeah, I I, I really like that. A warrior, you're uh I'm sorry. yada. Um yeah, I, I I think that that's really cool as a Titan main and I'm also excited that there's you know an exotic that gives us an overshield again because I know how much the PvP community loves that when Titans get an overshield through an exotic um, one head mask <laughs> but yeah the, fact,
0: uh, I the air apparent okay. oh if you have air apparent I on and you that. and you and you pop the overshield yeah right. stacks. so you get two shields yeah
2: <laughs> I think I just descended to a new plane. Uh, anyway, yeah, that, that sounds amazing. So I am definitely going to try that after this. Well, uh, well but yeah, your...
1: I think they go ahead. Sorry,
2: they they also said on um, on Twitter, one of the developers said that like uh, the 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 kind of interplay between Necrotic Grip and Thorn is not accidental, and that they're sort of kind of building out these ways that exotics interact with one another. And you know, now now Brian has made me aware of Air Apparent uh, and, and these new Titan, Titan gauntlets. So uh, I, I kind of I'm am
0: really excited. It's your first time hearing about it. Let him finish. <laughs> Brian I'm sorry. I just want to make Ryan. puns. People love nice. it when you interrupt,
1: yeah. interrupt Travis. <laughs> I have to interrupt for puns. Sorry.
2: No, I approve of his uh, interruptions when it's for puns uh right, yeah ahead. so so yeah I, i'm really excited for for uh to see the full potential of some of these exotics especially with the way people people are pairing them so uh i haven't i haven't really tried out the other ones too much because i'm pretty much just playing on my titan and uh and all that stuff and, and getting ready for the raid obviously because i have to have my review live at some point tomorrow
1: yeah all right brian necrotic grim tell us about it
0: really 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 cool probably one of the like the coolest things that Destiny has added in a long time. So, for starters, the Grips, if you melee somebody, it it poisons it and spreads the poison. Um, Like a little burst, like a little green burst that spreads the poison. When they die, they release another burst that will poison more enemies around it. The thing is, is that poison is the same exact poison as Thorn. So if you kill somebody with Thorn, that poison spreads if you're wearing those gloves. Um, so it's just, like, it's just a really cool, uh, ad clear mechanic that just, like, kind of just synergizes really well, and it also stacks with stasis, too, so, like, if you're, you know, a warlock and you melee, you use your, you know, your ranged melee, that melee will trigger necrotic grips, um, and, you know, so they'll be frozen and poisoned at the same time. So it's just a really cool, like, effect that's just, like, really seeing, like, and I think the poison is supposed to be sort of like a darkness thing. But um, uh, so it's just really cool seeing these darkness abilities kind of just play together really well. And I'm really hoping to see more of that from Bungie in the future. It's synergistic, but, right? What, it's what's, really what's very synergistic. It's really cool. What do
2: you yeah, what's the what's the over under on the second darkness uh, subclass that they've you know they said that there's going to be other ones. What do you what do you think the the odds that it's going to be a poison based one? poison or the, that'd be cool. Yeah, I wonder what they can do with that. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably inevitable.
0: Oh uh, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, and uh, I haven't gotten any of the helmets. Have you guys gotten any of the exotic helmets?
0: Wait Are they the only the in
1: lost close. sectors? Because I've gotten exotics to drop in the
0: world, and there's no other yeah. way to get them apparently except well, for doing the, the lost new, sector the thing. New- the new new exotics are Lost Sector Ohms. I don't know about like Cloud Strike, the sniper rifle. I don't know where to get that. I don't know if anybody's gotten it yet. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mm. haven't seen that. But I think the the new exotic armor is only from the 1250 and 80s. Um, if you're solo.
1: Yeah. Well, there's also a raid this weekend and oh, like, yeah. we're we're not sure what's gonna be behind there, but uh, I guess just so everybody knows, I'm gonna be streaming the raid over at youtube.com slash the destin channel and twitch.tv slash destin. Travis, you found a raid team, right? Anybody I on did, your, yeah. Anybody on your team playing?
2: Um yeah. Or streaming, we're, we're sorry. All, oh streaming. Oh yeah, I don't <laughs> I know. Maybe so. I'll spot right? mine. <laughs> yeah, I hope they're all playing. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be there tomorrow morning. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I found I found some people through the the C Team clan. Uh, so yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm going to be uh, playing on PC because I have to do capture, uh, which is why I can't do it on Xbox. Otherwise, I'd have my normal boys that
1: I'm playing with, but uh, can't yeah. do that this time. I think because we'll we don't all... have an update until December eighth. <laughs> I, I think we'll all be capturing. But uh, Brian, what about you? Are you playing and are you guys streaming? I think one of your team is.
0: Yeah. Our. Uh... Uh, I believe Global will be playing. He's on. He's in my clan. He'll be playing. He's the clan dad. We call him. Um, he he'll be a uh, he'll be streaming his gameplay. Yes,
1: you can find him by looking for Brian's retweet this week.
0: <laughs> I'll be retweeting. I don't know what his channel is, and he's gonna hate me because this was his shout out, his moment. But sorry, buddy, his moment
1: you. to shine. <laughs> so going into the raid, how are you guys feeling? Are you excited about it? I I'm kind of. Yeah. I, I'm excited to go in i've been like no life grinding destiny and i wonder if part of like my complaining whininess at the beginning is just burnout and just being honest with myself oh we didn't even really talk about the hunts i guess there's not really much to say well actually let's let's finish the raid topic and talk about hunts a little bit so on the raid topic i'm really excited i have no idea what to expect i don't really Mm -hmm. even know what enemy type we're going to be facing and uh, keep it that way because
0: it's all over the internet
1: yeah, I haven't read any of the leaks or anything, so I am excited to see what happens. I have to imagine that it involves um, you know, Big Daddy Bray <laughs> and uh something going on there because that's the whole campaign basically alludes to that fact. Um, what about you? Travis, how are you feeling about the raid? Are you excited? Like it's always an exciting time, right?
2: Yeah. I, I'm really excited, I think that uh, most of our complaints have been about how there's, there's a very large grind behind Destiny and you're often doing the same activities over and over again, which has kind of been the Destiny story, right? Whenever we're complaining about Destiny, that's what we're complaining about, mm-hmm. but that said, the content that they do produce that is new is good, right? The campaign was fun, the new strike is cool. Uh, the the new lost sectors are really well done. I think this new raid is going to be really good. It the the problem with destiny is that its content. Uh, that it gives you is really good but then they tell you to do it 50 times and then after the 50th time you're like all right i never want to do this again and i'm mad right so uh i, I think uh i think this this raid's going to be awesome just as the rest of beyond lights content has been has been largely really good um but yeah it, it that, that that's never been my problem right my problem has been that there's not enough uh new content so yeah i, I could not be more excited about the raid i think it's going to be uh, a knockout of the park i think they've set up the lore behind it really good uh, with Deepstone Crypt. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm stoked to, to experience it completely blind and get through it and then, and then put, a, put a score on that review and, and get it out in the world.
0: Brian, how are you feeling? Feeling good. Um, I am above the cap, the 1230 contest cap. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm set and ready. I will say I have not been excited for Raid Armor in a long time. I don't know if you guys have peaked in the collections at all, but that Warlock chest piece, <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say uh no uh yeah i'm excited uh to, to talk about you know uh travis's point about like that you know not releasing a, a whole lot of content for you know i think i think you know what they're doing with this content vault uh, is to to get rid of some of that that uh fatigue of the content because what we had with shadow keep and garden of salvation where well, we had to play that raid for a year mean Travis, you're right. I got, I got, I got mad sometimes when I had to play *Garden of Salvation* because we had to play it for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I hope that doesn't happen in this case with this new raid, especially since we know that in like one or two seasons we're getting um, uh, *Vault of Glass*. So this might be, you know, Bungie's way of just kind of just like letting us have a raid every few months rather than just having us wait an entire year for an expansion for a brand new raid. Even though *Vault of Glass* won't be new, there'll be some changes. But you know, so there's that to look forward to for sure.
1: I'm I'm excited. I'm also partially excited because I know after Saturday or Sunday when I clear it, I don't have to no know Life Destiny anymore. I'll have finished Beyond Light, you know? And I I, I get Will truly I get truly obsessed with new Destiny content patches and hitting hitting the power cap. And I think that's why the Pinnacle thing bothered me so much. And then the Lost Sector thing, just taking away my ability to collect the exotics. Like, that's my favorite thing to do. And they're just like, yeah, you can't do that now because, you know, 10 people were able to do this, this thing that you don't know anything about. And that's sort of the mystery as to what they're alluding to. It's like, well, what was the problem? you know, with, with the law
0: sector. I didn't even know, um, I am which excited. Actually... About...
1: Go ahead, Brian. No, go ahead.
0: I was just saying, which is funny because I, I heard about the glitch. Right. And I watched like, I think maybe mm-hmm. 10 seconds of glad's video on how to do it. And I didn't even actually, so finish the whole watching it. Yeah. I didn't even finish <laughs> watching how he did the glitch. So I'm just like, I ah, would, I don't care. Um, so I, like, I had zero mm-hmm. intentions of actually performing the glitch to do it because I was like, ah, I'm kind of close. I'm a little bit over 1250. So like, I don't need the glitch to get through the lost sector. I can just do it. Right. It takes, it takes five, six minutes, six minutes if you're on level. Yeah. Um, so it's not something I wanted to go out of my way to do. So it was kind of unfortunate that they disabled it, you know, cause I had every intention that day to grind for that exotic.
1: I was having so much fun doing the twelve fifties and then just to have mm. like one of my favorite things removed. But anyway, the raid. I'm very excited about the raid mm. and I can't wait to to roll on Saturday. You can watch me whine and complain at the, the channels I listed. Twitch.tv slash Destin is probably the best one to watch at. Uh what was the final thing? There was one oh the hunts. Uh, so the so the crow has been reintroduced. He's been brought back, and hunts are here. Basically, what you do is you do some story stuff. By the way, really, really interesting, there's like a few cutscenes, and we get quite a lot of character development from mm-hmm. Osiris, Sagira, uh, the crow, uh, the spider on the tangled shore. There's tons of character development from all those people. And I'll throw it to you guys first and just get your impressions. Brian, you seem like you had something you wanted to say. So we'll throw it to you first. What did What did you think about this whole thing?
0: I thought the introduction of the bringing back of Ultron In- o- was cool, mm-hmm. and you uh, know he's the crow now. We can't call him Ultron because that's not. He's just, the body's a vessel. Ultron's dead. But um, spoilers, if you haven't gotten into which you should have by now, Sigir dead. They killed her off screen, which kinda, is it is it? kind of is kind of kind of a bummer. Like mm-hmm. I feel like. I, I feel like they could have saved that for that intro that introductory cutscene where Aldrin saves Osiris. I get the stakes wouldn't have would have been less because Os- if that knight killed Osiris at that moment, he would have been dead dead and wouldn't have been able to come back.
1: But well, well the way that they communicated, it just so people know if you haven't gone yet, go to the tower and go to Zavala's office, it's sort of in the middle mm-hmm. of the screen, I believe you're prompted the first time you're there. But if you already went yeah. there and only watched one of the things, there's like 10 dialogue segments there that sort of explore what Osiris has been going through, his relationship with Saint-14, and, and everything there. There's some really compelling narrative stuff, and uh, storytelling-wise, I just want to give Bungie props because I, I have liked what they're doing storytelling-wise. But you were talking about Sakira being killed off-screen. That would have been really, really interesting to see because she's such a pivotal character. She's like intertwined with mm-hmm. Osiris,
0: so uh, sorry yeah. About... And no, it's fine. It's 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 that you know, like I, I, you're right. That narrative design with Osiris is great, and those you know those those lore dialogue bits are cool. It's the presentation of them, right? How they're delivering it is what I had a problem with. It's like because I didn't know that you could go there each you know all the time and, and have all these different. You know, I, maybe I missed it somewhere. That saying that you could go back to Zavala to, to Zavala's, Zavala's office to to hear these lore, these uh, dialogue entries. Um, but yeah, it's just it just feels like they need they they need to put that stuff more front and center because I feel like she was such a pivotal character during Curse of Osiris, um, and that having her killed off screen kind of sucks. Um, yeah, just because you know because this game is kind of. It's like these P- the NPCs in this game are kind of just bleeding, right? Where they're just we're losing all these NPCs left and right, and it's just it's kind of it's like, oh man, we're just losing it all now. Mm-hmm. And like they- at some point, we're just like, why are we, you know, why are we having all these these huge voice actors just to kill them off within you know six months? I I think
1: I think the death of Sagira is to make Osiris a character we largely haven't really liked until now vulnerable and i think making him vulnerable has made him more likable at least in my eyes he has a chance to die like final death as they call it in destiny right and and to me that makes him much more compelling and he even comes off more vulnerable talking about like tell saint 14 you know and you you've got his back and everything and i'm just like oh my god do i like osiris now <laughs> yeah. This it's character, like, oh, like uh, with the worst DLC in Destiny history, and whatever, all this right. stuff. So that was my take on it.
0: it. It's less about it's less about that, and because I'm not mad that Secures dead. Right? I'm like, oh man, she's such a great character. I'm sad she's gone. It's not, and I hate Bungie for it. It's not that. It's that you know. It's just like, oh, she died, but we didn't get to see it. It's off screen. Yeah. It's like, hey, she died. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah it's very anticlimactic and what is what i'm getting at it just it doesn't feel like she did right because there's no there's no emotional process for it it's just like we didn't see any of it and it's just like suddenly she's just not there and you're like all right well okay cool travis brian and i have been talking a whole bunch what are your thoughts
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i have a lot of thoughts about this uh So yeah, I I think uh, Destin,
2: what you're describing is like another symptom of them building destiny for the 1% of hardcore players, right? Because the amount of people that are actually going to get the content and all of the new implications of Saint-14 and Osiris's relationship and Segura's death and what that means for Osiris and all that, if you're, you know, 98% of the player base you're probably just learning about sigur's death when you log on to do season of the hunt and maybe you don't even remember who she is really right uh it's because curse curse of osiris was so long ago and i think it was also destiny 2's like lowest player count at the time so i don't know if if there's a ton of people who even remember that but yeah it's uh it's really interesting the way that they're storytelling i think that they their, their storytelling is really good right now. Like the the crow's re-entry and all of the stuff with, that's going on with him and the spider being creepy uh, and the Segura stuff. I just wish that they did a better job at presenting the good story that they're telling. Because I feel like for, in this game, you really have to look for the story if you want to experience it or you find out about it because somebody actually did the hard work and, and posted about it on Twitter, right? And yeah. gave you like the spark notes for, for what's going on in the story. One of my um, favorite things yeah, to yeah, do I, I just,
1: Sorry, I thought you Go were to
2: Go ahead. No, okay. Well, I'm one of my good.
1: favorite things to do, I do this on my YouTube channel, is at the end of every season, I post all the narrative stuff from each season just because I, it's more for me than anybody. Like, they don't do tremendously well view-wise. But I have every season from season one to to um, the previous season, and I'm currently working on Beyond Light. But that's really fun to do. There's like an hour of narrative content in the last season, for example, that a lot of people probably didn't get to experience. And it's really, really compelling stuff. And this season, can we talk about how like spiders are like, ha ha. Yeah. We're working together again. By the way, I put a bomb in them. Isn't that cool? I'm like, no, that's really like screwed up on a moral level. Why am I working with you? Why am I not like murdering you? Like he's evil. That's an evil thing to do. I don't care what Aldrin has done like he's been reincarnated brought back with uh uh his ghost and yeah spiders just like all telling you this terrible stuff he's doing to them and you're just cool with it that's really So we're well, also using bad. the
2: darkness. It, we're
1: does, do, it we're just doesn't fit just, with me.
2: we're we we're using the darkness we're working with the spider we don't care that he's got a uh, indentured servant that he's got wired up to a bomb you know whatever <laughs>
1: Uh, Yeah, so character arc wise, I think I I was really hoping the crow would be on the cosmodrome, and that we would get to see some of that original storytelling that was sort of teased in really really early Destiny stuff. Uh, Maybe we'll get there someday, but right now he's just basically an indentured servant to the the spider, and he has a bomb in his brain. Basically, it's it's it's, in his his ghost. It's in his ghost, but. Yeah, yeah. So like, are I, they going to make him ghostless
0: also? <laughs> I think we're going to, I think that as the season pans out, that's going to change, right? There's no way that they're like, they're I like, think
1: we're going to kill spider.
0: Yeah. That's that. Yeah. If, if not killing spider, then it's, 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 you know, or, you know, maybe we do kill spider and, and the crow slash Aldrin becomes the new tangled shore, um, uh, vendor. Um,
1: that but, would yeah, be a like cool I, character
0: arc. I see, yeah exactly so I, I, see the, I see the season panning out in that direction not so much I'm not saying that we're going to kill Spider and Uldren becomes the vendor but I mean I think as the season pans out we we see him become less indentured less suicide squad if you leave I'm going to blow your head off with a bomb um, and like by the end of it Uldren will be free of the spider or the spider will set him free or somehow I don't oh know.
1: the old bomb in my brain cliche way to go Bungie <laughs> No, no, I'm just kidding. It's actually (laughs) really compelling, but, um, I'm just, it's really made me conflicted with actually being cool with the spider. This is the first, like morally, not even ambiguous. It's evil what he has done. Mm -hmm. And is it weird that I be with it weird that I like the spider more now? Well, as a character, I understand, I would understand that. But as a, like somebody that we should be collaborating with as a guardian, it's just like no, we wouldn't work with somebody like this, right? Am I crazy, Travis? What do you think? I don't know.
2: I think the spider's industrious, and I think that he is. Uh, I mean, obviously, the guardians, the vanguard, don't want Aldrin because of what he did, right? He's like hated, so he's making the most of a of a bad situation and. And interestingly enough, Aldrin seems very okay with it. I'm sure Aldrin knows about what's what's in his ghost and all that stuff. He does not like, seem
1: okay with it, Travis.
2: Not, not at, at all. He seems yeah. very
0: sad. He seems very sad. He's oh, he's like sad,
2: emo. but like, yeah, he's always there. been emo. When is has Aldrin ever not been emo? <laughs> he's more emo than usual. Yeah, I don't know. I think you guys are right. I think something's going to change. I would love it if they set the spider up for like this, you know kingpin type guy who's playing three-dimensional chess and rising through the power and then eventually he could be uh, a future villain uh you know maybe a, a more threatening guy than than he was when we met him on the shore and he was just sort of like a, a lazy opportunist um so yeah i'm, I'm really hoping that, that something like that happens but we'll see i think that's years ahead i don't think much is going to happen this season story wise i'd be really surprised if like the spider got killed or Aldrin got freed i think this might just become no. the status
0: quo I could see I could see like at the very least Ultron becoming free of Spider by the end of the season, not killing Spider. I don't see that happening at all. Yeah. So that's
1: everything I had off the top of my head, like on the show notes and just things that we organically came to in conversation. Was there anything else that I missed that you wanted to cover off on, Travis?
2: No, I. I mean, I know Brian wasn't here last week, so we didn't even get to hear what he thinks of like stasis as a you know power or the campaign or anything like that. But uh, that's, that, why that's all I have got first in me. the intro.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like I, I gave, I said my piece with that. All right, but uh, yeah, I mean, the only thing that I we could we could maybe save it for next week or something. Oh, we're not doing a episode next week because so of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, but the the topic of of Bungie putting a major focus on four playlists, Crucible, Gambit, Strikes, but not giving us new content in those, right? Like, there's a whole slew of quests, activities, and objectives to do in those playlists to have the season focus more on those four playlists, but not putting new content in it. So, you know, we get one new strike this season, one updated strike from Destiny One. No new Gambit matches or maps. No new Crucible maps. That sucks.
1: Yeah, actually, that is something I wanted to talk about. Overall, I think Beyond Light is incredibly light. I think we were introduced mm-hmm. to this new area, the Cosmodrome,
0: that is completely might, wasted. It's wasted. You might say. You might say it's Beyond Light. <laughs> nice. oh did i say yeah, have, new light for new
1: players light. beyond light for
2: no. Yeah, yeah, yeah no no you, you said, said the content light. is light it's beyond you said the light. content oh, yeah, yeah, is incredibly light
0: yeah, yeah, so yeah like i, I <laughs> feel like if
1: you're a casual player you're through beyond light in what three four hours so you get three four hours of content there and uh cosmodrome is just you don't even go there there's no reason to go to cosmodrome you're sent you go there, there during the campaign and i haven't been back since yeah you go for there the for the campaign you'd you'd say hey there's spider tanks here all right bye uh, Shahan is yeah. largely just for New Light players, and apparently there's a, a quest there. I haven't gotten to experience that. Apparently the New Light content is, is quite good this time around, so, so that's nice to hear. However, I'm really surprised that we lost all these areas. We got Cosmodrome, and Cosmodrome just is not utilized. I have to wonder, like, is something going to happen after the raid that gives me a reason to go to the Cosmodrome? Because as a long-time player, yes, I've explored that area, but I would think there's more to do than just go there once for one mission. Even I the hunts don't send you there. Go ahead. Yeah, I think the hunts will send you there in future weeks. That's my
2: theory. Is that they'll use Cosmodrome as a place to hunt down things.
1: Brian,
0: what do you think they're going to do? I I, I think um, th- that that's a very good prediction that will you know because like they can't expect us to do these two you know Dreaming City and Tangled Shore for the entire season, right? That would just get mundane, very mundane. Um, but yeah, like we'll probably go to the Cosmodrome at some point for these Wrathborn hunts. Um, but I mean like Bungie's already said in the past, like Cosmodrome isn't isn't going to be one to one with its, you know, with what it was in Destiny One until as until the seasons progress, right? So like we're we're probably not getting, you know, the devil's lair strike until next season, you know, which will add, you know, rocket yards and some other some other areas that aren't currently in Destiny Two. You know, then there's also the Fallen Saber strike that we don't have. So that All presumably comes in. You know, Vault, right. well, Vault of Glass is Venus, but. Um, oh, you're right. Um, but so there's think just. they're like, adding
2: Venus back when they drop Vault of Glass, or it'll just I th- be. I it, think out I will access
0: it through. I think we'll access it through Nessus, but I would love that if, like, a season is like, hey, here's Venus back, um, which would be cool. But I. I if I they did something with it. Because
1: right now, Cosmodrome's
0: <laughs> back and they didn't do anything with it. One mission. forgive
2: yeah, right. you. They gave you another uh, material that now you have to worry about. Yeah. To, yeah, I mean, great. they
0: you know, having Cosmodrome on the, you know, having Cosmodrome back in the game, you know, sets us up for Wrath of the Machine being the raid they bring back to us after Vault of Glass for a reprised raid, um, assuming, you know, the way Destiny wants to do it is like expansion with a new raid, you know, midway through the year, here's Vault of Glass. Wrath of the Machine was raid. in Plaguelands, though, right? Or what, yes, what, exactly. what was That's that what I mean.
1: version of Cosmodrome called? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Plaguelands. You're right. Yeah, it was Plaguelands. Um, so, but that's what I mean. It, but Plaguelands was still technically, I think it was still technically in the Cosmodrome, right? Because you it literally was, just, yeah. there were two
1: versions. They just they just
0: they just cut a hole in a wall, and then there's the Plaguelands. <laughs> you know, so it's like so it's in, in it was all the same architecture. It's just just snowy. Um, so I can see that happening. I don't I don't think that'll happen this year. I don't think we're gonna get Wrath of the Machine this year at all. Uh, that's little ambitious. I think. Especially once we figure out what they've done to Vault of Glass and how they've changed it, if at all. Um, But yeah.
1: Travis, any thoughts about Cosmodrome or Dinas coming back? uh i hope venus comes back uh i haven't
2: thought about that planet since d1 stopped being a thing to be honest just because i i feel like i spent the least time there of any of the other planets uh, for some reason um except for with the notable exception of volta glass obviously um but yeah I, i i think that'd be cool and i think that um i think this is an opportunity for them to uh not kill themselves, Bungie, kill themselves, trying to make all this content that is never going to appease an ever-hungry community, Mm -hmm. uh, while also giving us stuff to do that is new-ish, right? If they're refurbishing and giving us back old uh, planets with new stuff to do there. um, I I think they have an opportunity to uh, give longer legs to old content by rotating it out. It's just a question of like how they do that, right? Like the way they implemented Cosmodrone so far has just been a big nothing burger. The fact that they've introduced a new planetary material that I have to worry about. And then when they take the Cosmodrone out again and put it back in the vault, am I gonna lose my spin metal that I've been you know, gathering again? And now I'm gonna have to worry about this new Venus material that's coming back. Like mm-hmm. the, the mechanics around like how we interact with these planets is really, it doesn't feel like they've thought it all through yet. Um, and we're going to kind of be along for the ride during that, but, um,
0: yeah. Side note. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I haven't figured out what we use glacial stalwart for the, the, the planetary material for Europa. Probably
1: infusion. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I want to pressure you guys on something that you both sort of said, you said that you liked the beyond light campaign in the arc of Aramis. I kind of disagree with that. Basically, the arc of Aramis was she was introduced and then murdered uh, within, like, what, an hour of the main campaign. And then you go on a mission. It's like, psych, she's back. Oh, just kidding. You killed her again. And then that's it. That's the end of the Aramis story. I feel like she was tremendously wasted as a villain that we could have at least pursued into the other stories or been involved with the other stories. And uh, I I thought it was really odd. You don't feel that way at all. You're just like, yeah, that was a good story arc.
2: I thought that the campaign was fun and it told a good story. I don't Mm -hmm. really think that it was long enough. And I also am very disturbed by the fact that it feels like a side quest and not like the main story of what's happening Mm -hmm. in Destiny. It feels like something that we're doing alongside. And I also really don't like that they kind of hand wave the whole, oh, we're using the darkness now. Like darkness Mm -hmm. has been super pure evil for six years. And now, oh, I guess it's fine. Even the ghost is okay with it now after two hours of- Bray is fine with it
1: too. Yeah, see, everybody's just,
2: yeah. yeah, everybody's just okay with using the darkness. So I definitely have concerns. I don't think it's a perfect campaign, but I think that the, you know, the process of hunting down all these people and the boss fights that you go in and, and all that stuff. And in terms of Aramis's ultimate fate, she could not be dead. We actually don't know. She's frozen and I could Oop. see, you know, a, a, a post scene of her kind of cracking and breaking out of that, that ice like shell the end at some of the season point of so, Yeah. Yeah, end a season event or something like that. I could see, like, a like they did with Oldrin Sov, right? It was the same thing. Oldrin was dead, and then at the end of the season, he woke up. Um, so I, I could see something like that happening. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, sh- I share your, your concerns about, about some of it. Um, I just think it was fun while you're playing it. And, uh, you know, I can complain all day about it not being long enough or it not going anywhere with a larger story in Destiny, but that's been true of every Destiny expansion. And the fact that they kill off their villains in the same season they introduced them, it happens in every expansion. They yeah. killed Gaul in year one. They 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 don't have any long term villain and the one that has existed, the darkness, now apparently is our friend. So well, I definitely weird. have concerns about like Destiny's ongoing story and who are, who the bad guy is or anything like that. We're um, going
1: but- to we're gonna, we're gonna have to save it for the next episode. Actually. I just realized we're like past time. <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to call it this episode real quick though. Uh, we're doing this new show review crew where we, you know, partner up with other outlets and they talk about their reviews. I have a real quick promo I'm going to throw to here at the end of the show, but for fire team chat, That's it for this episode. Until next time, everybody, Guardians out. Guardians out.
0: Hey everybody, Zach Ryan here to talk to you about IGN's new weekly show, The Review Crew. Each week, we're gathering folks from all over the gaming community to talk about the biggest and best games. We'll dive deep into each review. It's
1: friggin' awesome about that. All whole...
0: these monks just running away from you it in is every direction. Pandemonium. Yeah, talk about the things that we loved, the stuff that needs improvement, and probably have some spirited debates and laughs along the way. Yes. No! Yes. No! We're kicking things off with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but in the coming weeks, we're talking about Demon Souls, Xbox Series X, Marvel Spider-Man. Miles Morales, PlayStation 5, and Cyberpunk 2077. You can tune in Mondays on IGN.com or listen to the full audio version later in the week on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast service. Hell, you can do both. I'm not your boss. Let us know what games you want to hear about, but more importantly, let us know who you'd like to see on the show. Until then, you're already in the right place with IGN.